Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. so right hope is the best of things hey everybody this is the giant insider podcast i'm losing my train of thought man you know who we are i'm jerry foley he's chris bizignano nobody beats the biz chris look it's one game but man does it feel good to come away with a win against a very good team and we'll go through the entire game but to play that first half and to come away with i mean so much happened in that game to be happy about dude Again, one game, but man, we are above 500 for the first time in six years, and this Monday morning feels very good, buddy. Yeah, just the way I drew it up. Down 13 nothing. I wasn't worried. I knew we'd come back. Yeah. And wait a minute. I have a bridge to sell you, right? <laughs> Chris, I got to give you credit, though. Um, that score was almost 23-21, which would have been the exact score. So, folks, just so you know, I texted Chris and said, you're going to nail this score. And I was, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you almost had it. I'm glad you didn't just because right. of the way it sure, turned out. Sure, sure, yeah. But, dude, that was, re- that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, also, we'll get into the game. Uh, well, you know, we both had it. It's a close game. Um, yeah. I had them losing. You had them winning. Um, and, and it worked out. You know what? I put it on Twitter when they called timeout, Dave. I said, you know what? How about a little luck? For once. Yeah, you did. Right? Yeah. How yes. about we just get a little luck? Because this organization, besides being bad, we all know that. And I'm not blaming anything on luck. But besides being bad, has had no luck at all. You know, injuries, yeah. this, that. All stuff going on. Um, um, so that's why I said, you know what? How about a little luck for once? And that's what they got. You know, obviously a 47-yard in today's football. It's very makeable. It's really Isn't that amazing? Not- it's really not even That's a big amazing. deal anymore. Yeah, yeah 30 um, years ago, 47 on grass, you'd think, which was Norwood's, you would think, That's tough. But yeah. now it's these kickers kick it, my God, 60, they could kick it 65 now. These yeah. guys are insane. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, the guy in the Browns, when he drafted from LSU, I mean, he put a 58 yard up in the net like it was nothing, even, you know? Even the guy in the Steelers who missed it, he missed yeah. it high. Yeah. He drilled that thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he winds up winds up in yeah. 50 plus, you know, the winning game. Yeah. So like, like I said, you know, these 47 yards is not a big deal anymore. These kickers. Nope. So you sitting there, Jerry, and you're saying, well, you know, great effort. We gave a pretty good team, a, a, but we're probably going to lose this game. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm thinking ball is going to drill it. Yep. Um, so they got a little luck and you know what? They deserve it. The team. I, I'm sorry. There's been a lot of bad luck against this organization, against this team, excruciating losses, long field goal losses, right? I mean, yeah. all over. You you name it, and the chances are this team has <laughs> suffered its uh, horrific luck one way or the other. Besides bad football, don't get me wrong. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need a little luck to go your way, bro. You know? I, I thought of the – I was thinking immediately, oddly enough, the guys on our team now, of the Carolina game. I believe it was 20, 2019. The Gano um, Yeah. The, yeah. the Gano. Like, yeah. come on. I, yeah. I thought of that game. Right. So um, I, I don't think there's any doubt that most Giant fans were sitting there probably like, man, we're going to lose this game on the last second field goal. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, they didn't. Yeah. So they're 1-0. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I'm going to come out with this statement right now. I kind of threw it out there a little bit last night on Twitter. But, Jerry, <clears throat> what Brian Dable did last night, that two-point attempt, which obviously we know how it turned out. But what Brian Dable did last night is that he set the culture for this organization. Yeah. 
he even if they didn't even if Saquon who made a nice little move there, a nice little yeah. deke on yes. Cole to get outside and get in there. But we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But Brian Dable last night, uh, excuse me, yesterday afternoon, he set the culture in that building. Okay? Like, yep. this is a whole new ball game. And now, nobody's sitting here saying, oh, we're going to win this division. We're going to win one of six games even. Right. But Brian Dable last night, with that two-point attempt, which I could not believe. When I saw him staying on the field, I'm like, holy crap, he's actually going to go for this win. Yeah. And he made up his mind before the drive. When they got the ball, he was already telling guys, I'm going for it if we score. Players, he asked a few players. They were like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's, let's win this damn thing. Yeah. Players love that, bro. Players yeah. love that. Even even defensive players love that. Yeah. Yes. And, and we'll he, get and into... checked in with the defense. Yeah. And we'll get... Oh, we'll, right. So... Checked in with Leo Williams was one of them. You know, mm-hmm. Leo said, let's, let's let's win this damn thing. Let's go. You know? Yep. Yeah. That, to me, was the biggest thing. Obviously, to win, even if he didn't, even if Saquon got stopped, they didn't lose by a point. Um, Jerry, to me, he established his culture last night for this organization. Chris, so I know where I stood with it. You were okay with him going for two, even if he didn't get it. Yes, I was okay with it. I yes. wouldn't have done it. I would have played for the, you know, try to get the stop the overtime. But I didn't have a problem with it because this, you don't look at this season and go, okay, this one loss could cost us the division, could cost us the playoffs. You're, you're out there establishing something for the future. And what he establishes, hey, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to coach to win games. And we haven't seen that. Okay? We've seen a lot of circumstances over the last five, six, seven, eight, where, you know, you kind of play down the conservative side. Mm-hmm. Dable has said that. Now, in two weeks from now, he might not do that. Right. But I think he wanted to say, hey, we're underdogs here. It's we're going exact, into a point. We're going Nailed into it. a hostile environment. Nailed it. Nobody's giving us a chance to win this game. Yep. Boom. And f you, we're going to go in this building and we're going to get this two pointer, and we're going to get out of here with a win. And that's a lot exactly, of things fell their way, yeah. but that's that's the way I saw it, Jerry. That's a, that that you nailed it. That's exactly why I was okay with it because the Titans were a better team. Mm-hmm. You 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 do this to win, right? You're not playing a team. We're not an established team to where we're playing someone and we're playing down to them where you think, look, we're we're glad to be back in it. We should beat this team in overtime. Um, I, I thought it was the right move. I was fine if he didn't get it. And that's right. why I said I was okay. I, all, everything you said was right, uh, you know, establishing the culture, all that. But game-wise, the Titans were better. Like, the fact that we were even in this game was amazing. And I just wouldn't want to leave it to chance. And look, Casey Kreider's bad snap is an anomaly. That's not something – we didn't have Trey Junk in there. This isn't something that happens all the time. So if they went for the, the extra point, it wasn't going to be because, well, I can't trust Casey Kreider and our special teams. We have a, no. a bigger special teams problem. But that there was more an anomaly, okay? I, that's a one-off. Right. But to, to do you do it against a team like the Titans, who's big-time favored, and let's face it, dude, a better football team. I love the yeah. move, even if it didn't work. So – yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I think everybody, if you took a poll, I think everybody would have loved that move, you know? Yeah. Hey, let's go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I, to me, forget about the win-loss. I saw that, and I said, man, Brian Dable just stamped himself. Yeah. Boom! Right in 1925 Giants drive. Like, he basically told John Mara and Tish... And everybody in that building and every player on this team and every and every player that's going to come on this team in future years and Joe Shane and this is my effing team. It's a whole new ball game now. This is the way we're going to do it. Right. Um, and I, to me, and I talked to a few people last night and they said the same thing, man. A few people were like, man, Dable really asserted himself. He really stamped his name and big letters on that building last night. Like, yeah. hey, this is the new culture in this building. And and the reaction from Sterling Shepard, who was a leader on this team, 
and Saquon Barkley, who is their best player, the reaction that they had with Dable afterwards cannot be underscored. I thought it was an amazing moment. Again, guys, it's one game, but what Chris said hit nail on the head. It's a new culture, and and to to be able to have the confidence in your guys and it happen, it, it it's going to go such a long way for them. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. So um, they go into Tennessee when nobody really gave them a chance. I think a lot of people had it. It could be somewhat of a close game, but nobody was really yeah. picking the Giants. We know that. I yeah. think they were five and a half point on the dogs, the whole deal. Um, and they get out of there with a win. Mm. Obviously, very hairy at the end. But we're going to get into a few things, you know. But Jerry, okay. uh, you know, I've been telling you this since the spring that you better watch out for Mr. Barkley this year. Yeah. And, you know, and I get it. There's a lot of negativity around this organization, this team with Giants fans. And, you know, but I had so many people, you know, coming at me when I when I put on Twitter a lot that Barkley's going to have a monster year. Watch Barkley. Um, oh, he's done. Uh, you know, he'll be hurt. He'll be this, that. He, he's not the same guy, you know, this and that. Well, I think you got a little taste yesterday that, that Saquon Barkley <clears throat> wants to prove to the world that he's one of the best backs in football. Yes. Um, he stole a home run hitter. We saw that yesterday. But you know what, dude? I looked at one play in particular yesterday with Saquon where he caught a little pass out in the flat. Yeah. And he didn't dance to the sideline. He didn't try to kick yep. it to his right to try to do a spin move. Right. He lowered his shoulder and yeah. ran over the defensive back. Yeah. We did bring him down. I forget who the hell it was now. It might have been, might have been Fulton. But anyway, he lowered his shoulder and he was he was tackled. But he made a statement like, "Watch, you know, yeah, yeah I'm I'm out here and I'm going to prove to everybody what's what's up. Watch this, yeah, because he, you know, he he has not taken the criticism. You know, he takes it to heart." And he yeah, feels he has sure. something to prove, especially, especially when people criticize him as far as, oh, you don't really want to get hit. You want to dance, you know, and the whole deal. You're not a physical guy and all that. Yep. Well, Saquon yesterday, you know, I think he proved everybody that he is 100% healthy. And when he actually has a few holes <laughs> and not hit as soon as he's touching the ball in the backfield, and we're going to get into the offensive line a little bit, that he could do some damage. And he did some damage yesterday. Um, I was glad to see. Really happy for him. Because he turned this game around. Why? Well, they're down 13 nothing, Jerry. Nobody's giving him a chance the second half. A lot of people, including myself, felt it was 13 nothing. Could have been worse. And it felt, it like, felt it was, like it was... felt like it was 60, Chris. Right. It felt like it was like 27 nothing. You know, I felt like this game is done, you know? So the Titans get the ball in the second half, and the defense responds. Yes. Green out, and then Saquon busts that big 60-plus run. Yeah, 68, yep. Right? Yep. And it kind of, you know, that kind of started shifting the momentum a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then he gets the touchdown. 13, they missed the extra point, but you just got into, you know, snap. 13, but you felt the momentum shift, especially when the defense, once again, three and out. And then Saquon was doing his thing. So Saquon turned this game around yesterday with his running. The offensive line, over 200 yards rushing. Joshua Ezidio, who had a very shaky first half, was destroying people in the second half, bro. Yeah. I had him for two pancakes. I, I might have even missed one. I haven't looked at the this whole game yet. But Josh Azidio was opening. He was opening up holes. Him and Feliciano were opening up holes. Spring and Saquon. Yeah. Um, so the offensive line, who we talked about on paper, should be a pretty good run-blocking offensive line. Well, you couldn't ask for more yesterday. 260 yards, whatever the hell it was. At the end, uh, two, 238 yards. Yeah. Rushing. I guess... A team that last year finished second in the league against the Rush. Pretty damn good. Yeah, and, and Chris, we, we said this. like the, If the line is somewhat capable, right? You don't have to be the best in the league. If they're somewhat capable, Barkley should have 
a good year, a great year. And, you know, they're, they're, he's off to a tremendous start. I want to get into a little bit, and, and if you're not ready yet, you know, that's fine. But in the first half, I counted six run plays, right? And, and I think five to Barkley. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a little more, but it wasn't more than 10. And I was confused by that. Like, it seems like we came out a lot of passing and Jones was getting murdered. Like, I think what was annoying me in the first half, because it was a tale of two halves, was a lot of things. And it was just, why are we not giving it to Barkley more? Was that something, was that just an adjustment you think they made at halftime mm -hmm. or, or going in? Like, what do you think the thought process was there? I'm just curious, man. Well, I, I think the thought process was, was what I put on things to watch for before the game is that I think Kafka because they were so good against the run, they wanted to loosen them up a little bit and come out throwing a little bit. And then okay. their plan was to get to Barkley. Yeah. Now, it didn't work out because Jones was getting hit. And look, they had five sacks, but Jones was responsible for a few of them. Yeah, right. Was, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. He, yes. He's responsible for a few of them. Now, right. one guy, one time Ezekiel got beat clean by Jeffrey Simmons, who's one of the best defensive tackles in the game. Okay, and he got the strip That's sack. Amazing. You yeah. know, um... Yes, that's going to happen, okay? Mm -hmm. But I think Kafka, you know, like kind of wanted to loosen him up and then hit him with Saquon, and then in the second half, that's what he did. He just kept giving the ball to Saquon. Even Breida got some chunk yards at times. Yep. You know, and, and but here's the thing I really like, though, and we've seen this in the past, dude, with offensive coordinators of the Giants, is that when something's working for some stupid reason – They'll get away from let's it. Get it. Let's get away from it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Mike Kafka saw it was working. And Mike Kafka, and, and that includes Daniel running. And look, Jerry, and, and dude, anyway, let me stick to that point in one second. And he stuck with it. You know, he yeah. stuck with it. And he was running with Saquon in the second half. Saquon was getting, so it wasn't like, like I say all the time, this isn't rocket science. If something's working, stick with it until they stop it. Well, they won't stop it, Saquon. They won't stop at Daniel right. with his legs. Yep. Okay? And Mike Kafka made a point of sticking with that. Uh, it was kind of a controlled passing game. You know, he was getting some pressure and stuff like that. I thought, it was, I thought Mike Kafka did a hell of a job in the second half. And, dude, look, I've been telling you, right, Jerry, what you're going to see in this offense. Yep. I've been telling you. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you what you're going to see in a low red area. Folks, you saw it yesterday. You saw those little counters with Daniel designed runs. I said, you know, a lot of people were like, well, you think he's going to, you know, going to use Daniel like Josh Allen a little bit? Uses. What did I tell you the other day? Brian Dable's not a moron. He right. knows Daniel's legs have to be used. Right. And they used them yesterday. Fourth yes. down. Daniel, a couple of times he picked up first downs. Daniel running the ball. Design structured runs. Daniel running the ball. Yep, the now, Daniel still the has an issue. You could tell. A couple of times, he, one time he slipped before the sticks. He looks he like did, he could have yes. got it. Thank you. Yes. One other time, you know, he gets the first down, but he has this awkward slide down. He's, he's, he doesn't, he's athletic, Daniel, but you could tell. Yesterday, he's sliding with the thought of, I can't get hurt slide. Right. I got, oh, oh, man, I might protect myself enough on this slide. Which is going to get you more hurt. Which could get you more drilled. Right, right. A couple of times, one time he did slide. Nice slide, like a second, you know, a guy sliding to second, he slid up, blah, 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 mm -hmm. the whole deal. So Daniel is just, when it comes to that area, it's very awkward at times. I thought it cost him first down in the first half, and then he just, one time he got out of bounds, one other time he... He did get the first down, but they're going to use his legs. Mike yeah, Kafka sure. and Dable yes. realize, you know, we have to use this guy's legs. Yes. It's part of the repertoire. You have to use it. They're no, they're not, they're not, they're no dummies. And dude, <laughs> you know, I, in a low hit, this is what I love what Kafka did yesterday. Okay, and you could just see the Andy Reid influence, brother. And I oh, said. Yeah. I've been yeah. telling you for months, get ready. It's coming. It's coming. Chris Mayak, not targeted the whole game. He slips Mayak out into the touchdown. Daniel finds him wide open. Touchdown. Right? 
Yes. Totally full. That's an Andy Reid specialty where, okay, <coughs> your defense is going to key on something. We're going to trick you with something you haven't seen all game. Right. Boom. And then the old something I've been telling you, brother, get ready. It's coming. That little shovel to Barkley for the two-point conversion. I think Mahomes did it again yesterday for the Chiefs. That is an Andy Reid specialty. We all know it. It took Mike Kafka exactly one game to break it out. Yep. Okay. Nice. Be- it's nice being on that side of that, Chris. Exactly. Well executed. I thought Saquon with a little deek on that guy Cole really made the run. Uh, just a great Saquon. That's what Saquon could do for you when he gets in a little space. Um, so in a low red, you saw a little motion. Okay. Two. They were two for three in the red zone. Something they have been horrific at the last few years. Yesterday, they're two for three. Now, Chris, red, third down defense on. has... Okay. Chris, hang on one second. We're going to take a break on this victory podcast, folks, and be right back after this. Hang on, Chris. And we're back. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so you get 23 points. Uh, excuse me, 21 points, two-point conversion. A big drives, right? Now, obviously... What were you thinking, what were you thinking at that point? What, which point? 21-20. What was I thinking? Yeah. What do you mean? I'll tell you, I was thinking too much time left. Oh, yeah. Well, no, obviously, so, yeah, no. Obviously, I was thinking, well, you're going to have to get a stop here. Look, somebody yeah. was going to have to beat their guy and get a sack. That didn't happen. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get into that one second. I just want to get... Yeah, you know, the third down sorry. offense sorry, has to improve. They yeah. were not good in third down. And, of course, Daniel, um, who drew the ball for the most part accurate. He was like 17-21. had one drop by Richie James. It should have been a first down. Yeah. And, obviously, the big mistake. And this is the, the consistency that we talk about with Daniel. After the muff punt, the Giants are in position to score. Yep. And that little wheel route. All right? I, I, I'm sure you had a smile on your face, Jerry. You just saw Good Saquon. Chris. All right? But... You know, you got to get rid of that ball on his back shoulder if you're going to go that way. And Daniel hesitated, hesitated, and then obviously the bad throw. You, If you're going to throw that ball in the end zone there, it's either it has to be Saquon or nobody coming down with it. And it's got to, yeah, it's got to come out way sooner. And it's got to come out sooner. way sooner. So that was a bit, you know, and look, we all sold Brian Dable. Now, Dable's not going to say this in a post-game presser. He he was talking about, oh, no, I was talking about coach upstairs, you know. You know, Dable was just covering for, but we all know what happened. Dable got into Jones. He he got into him. And no I'm question. glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you this. Maybe it's just me. I haven't seen that since Parcel Sims because even Eli and Coughlin, I never saw oh, it with Eli. Never. Right? It was almost like, and, and it just seems like with Jones, they've handled him with kid gloves. That was refreshing to see because, you know, look, Daniel, you have, this is do or die now. You got to do it now. And we got to see if you're the guy going forward. And I think to, I, I want to see how Jones reacts to that. And, and when you press him, it's going to be very interesting to see how these next weeks play out because I love that, Chris. I, I thought it was awesome. Haven't seen it in forever. And I thought you can do that to anybody. You can do it to the quarter. If you do that to the quarterback, you show you can do that to anyone. And it's, you know, this is, this is not your ass on the line, but this is, this, we all have to perform this way. So I thought it was great, dude. Yeah. Look, I mean, there used to be times with Coughlin and Eli that when Eli would make some bonehead interception, and, you know, he comes off the side, nobody's saying anything to him, Coughlin. I right. used to be like, come on, Tom, you you got to get into Eli here. And he was, you know, when, it, you know, when Eli would go into the little run there where he wasn't playing well or making bad decisions, go, you know, sorry, Lisa, but it did happen. We, uh, we know that, right? So, <laughs> right? same thing. Right? So, but yes. but Jerry, you just you just said you know I, I really want to see him. You know, it's going to be interesting how he responds. You know, in the next game and the, the game. But guess what, Jerry? Yeah, he responded yesterday. The defense got the stop, right. and he responded immediately. He did. He did. He did. You, he did. Don't, yes. you don't even have to wait to the next game. The next game, right? He gets the ball back and makes some plays, and they go down the field. Yep. And they get the touchdown, and then obviously the two pointer. Yeah. So Daniel responded. The, the point the point I'm making is that he didn't go in the tank. Dable gets into him a little bit. He doesn't come out 
you know, like, oh man, you know, Dable just ripped into me, you know, like, like oh crap, you know, throwing a ball all over the right. lot, you know, the whole deal, right. looking like, you know, like it, like it affected him. He came out and marched the team down the field. So that was a nice response by Daniel, especially in that fourth down run. I think it was a design play Daniel said after the game. I was very curious whether or not he just kept that himself because a lot of times quarterbacks will keep it themselves, not even tell it back. He's just going to keep it himself, you yeah. know, and, he, and he's going to go around that end if he sees the way the defense is, you know, if he sees the way they're collapsing. So, but it appears that that was a design play. Um, mm-hmm. So he did respond, Daniel, in that way. Uh, he, For the most part, he was accurate. You know, for the most part, he was under siege a little bit at first. Half. Now he made some questionable decisions in the pocket, took some sacks. Well, he took too long half. a couple times too. Yeah, you know, um, but this missed, is what, missed a couple guys down the field. Missed Sills supposedly wide open down the field, but whatever. yeah. Um, so this is you know this is what you're dealing with. But you know what? It appeared he was going to, on that Shep touchdown. It appeared he was looking at the shallow crosser. Mm-hmm. He fooled that defensive back who started biting. Yep. Um, I think it was Richie James. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember now. I got to look at it again. And then Shep, you know, and then he hits Shep on the go. So it was a well-designed play there, and I think Jones sold it pretty good, pretty well. And and, and that play worked big. And and look, Jerry, you know, just to get into Shep a little bit, and everybody knows how much I love Shep, you know. Um, and I do. I, I I love Shep. I think he's got the heart of a lion. He took a pay cut. He made it known he wants to stay here. He worked his ass off to get back. And here he is in week one, and then he gets a goal route for a touchdown. What more can you say about Sterling Shepard? Um, he's the only guy that's here that's from the last playoff team. The guy wants to win. I've seen a guy play football games where he probably shouldn't have played, all right, where he was messing with his career and his health, mm-hmm. coming back from concussions. Concussions especially, yes. Yep. So, I mean, Sterling Shepard is the heart and soul. Of this team, bro. He's one of the guys, yes. that's, especially that offense. Because he's out there. You see him get mixing up yesterday. He's out there. He wants to win. He's not a big guy. Trust me. I'm with him all the time. In the locker. Well, I'm back with him. Been with next to him next, a ton of times in the locker. He's not a big dude. We all know that. Yeah. But he plays the game like a lion. He's got the heart of a lion, man. And I was so happy to see him because nobody expected him back for week one. Nobody. Right. Until we started seeing him in training camp. And then we started, oh, whoa, you know, he looks good. He's exploding. You know, he might have a shot here for September. And then, you know, here he is in week one. And here he is on a huge play from Daniel. So I'm glad you brought up Shepard and the receivers because I got another question for you. So Richie James got a lot of playing time yesterday. Yeah. And noticeably, um, <laughs> our supposedly number one receiver did not, was yeah. uninvolved till later in the game. Now, yeah. When he was asked, Dable, I was waiting for the, the easy out for him would have been, well, we're managing his injury. And, and okay, says, okay, great, thanks. That wasn't what he said. He said, well, we have a lot of receivers and a lot of plays or something to that effect and different packages, so that's that. Now, when he got the ball, he was electric. And <laughs> there was a time when he's sitting by himself on the bench and you're just like, okay, well, what the hell's going on here? And Wandale's out. Like, Wandale's been out. What do you what do you got there, Chris? Like what what do you think there, bud? Well, if he played twenty plus snaps, I would say okay, they were managing his workload back. He missed a lot of time and all that. But when you play seven snaps, right, right, there's more to it. Right now, we are not there. I am not there for practices during the week. Now I am there for the media portion of the practice, which is just individuals, you know, stretching. And then, for people who don't notice, then the horn goes off, and it's game time practice, game planning. And obviously, we're not there for that. You're not allowed to be there for that. So, I don't know. I don't have an answer yet, okay? But I would assume that Kadarius did not look good in practices during the week, and he didn't have a whole lot of confidence in his game plan, for him to be a part of this game plan, except for a few wrinkles they wanted to throw in with him. Okay, now mm-hmm. if he was in a, uh, if he was in some kind of punishment doghouse, 
He might you might not have seen him for half court. I don't know. It seemed like he got in there sporadically, right? Seven one play in one quarter, two whatever, right? Yeah, then, right. And then so I would assume it's not health, he's fine. I would assume that he just was not practicing well and did not like him what they wanted to do this week because the way he was practicing. I don't know that for a fact, but Jerry, seven snaps I think kind of tells you something. For the guy that you're most excited about who should be a great fit, great fit for what Kafka and Dable want to do, Chris. It was puzzling. It was, well, we got him back and we're not even using him. And Richie James is is being used. And like I said, with Wandale going out, you thought, okay, well, maybe they wanted to go Wandale ahead of Tony. But even then, just wasn't getting in. So So when you practice during the week, Jerry, you start going over the plays you're going to run during the game. Okay? Of course, everything is adjusted. You know, you could adjust. You could could mix this play and that play. But as you're running the plays during the week, Mm. And, and they run a certain 11 personnel play. And just for instance, say <clears throat> Kadarius is in a slot. He's supposed, to roll, he's supposed to run a shallow. Instead, he does a little hitch. Mm-hmm. Or he does an out. Coaches are going to look at you and say, we, we can't trust this guy calling his play because he's screwing it up during the week. So since he's screwing it up during the week, and folks, let me clarify again. I don't know this for a fact. I'm just giving you, Jerry yeah. asked me. I'm yeah. just giving my opinion what could have happened. Yes, yes. Um, I plan on finding out a little bit more during the week as I talk to some people what could have, you know, what maybe happened. Because seven snaps is seven snaps out of your number one pick from last year. Even even though we missed preseason games, Jerry, come on, you know, seven snaps is seven snaps. That that means Oh, something. no, I agree, dude. It that was means like, wow, something. this is okay. eye-opening. It was eye-opening. Like, what's going on? So I'm going to say he had a bad week of practice, running wrong routes, not quite sure the game plan, what they wanted to do against the Titans, and they didn't mm-hmm. feel confident with him, where Kafka and Dable sat down and said, okay, I'm not, we don't like, we, I don't like the, what the hell this kid's doing this week. So we're going to use him here, use him in a few, use him in this. We're going to use some wrinkles with him in this, and all that. That's the that's what I assume happened. Don't know that for a fact. And because he had the ball twice, and the 19 yard end around, he was electric, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. my god, please keep giving him the ball. And then on the almost pass, he got, yeah, he four, yards <laughs> he got four yards out of that. But that he was, was going to throw it there. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he but he, it broke down, and he even yeah. still ran the other side of the field yards. and gets positive yardage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, that's clarified, but brought that up. Yeah, Jerry, I, like I said, I, I, I do not know this for a fact, right. but this is my humble opinion that I mm-hmm. believe that's what probably happened because I've seen this in the past. Yes. And I'm, I'll give you one story. Uh, I don't remember the player now, but there was one player under Joe Judge. And, oh, man, I can't remember. But anyway... After the game, he had he he played twenty something snaps, whatever it was. And people were like, why didn't who the hell was it? Now? I can't think. But I remember specifically asking Judge on the side one time about it, like in a half-ass joke. And Judge said to me, "Well, when you don't practice well during the week, that's what happens." Hmm. And that's what coach, you know, if you have a shitty week of practice where you are running long routes, so you're not doing your responsibility on certain plays that they're going to run during the game, you lose confidence in the coaching staff. That's possibly what might have happened with Kadarius. But I'll try to find out more. But obviously, that was eye-opening, like you said. Seven it was snaps. Very eye-opening. Yeah. And I, you know, during the game, I was like, where the hell is he? You know? Yeah. You know, so. Um, but it is what it is. We'll see how the week progresses. We'll see what, what happens for next week, you know, against Carolina. But that was definitely an eye-opening uh, stat with Kadarius. Yeah, and especially, like, situations like in the first half when it's third and three and Barkley's off the field because he just mm-hmm. ran or they're giving him a blow. And you think, you want your best weapons out there. Why isn't Tony in? So yeah. a lot of reasons for that, um, for, the, for the wondering why he wasn't in. But, yeah. all right. So do we want to jump to the tank commander yet? Yeah, let's, let's wanna... just wrap up the offense. So, Saquon, yeah. look um, – We've been talking about it for a thousand weeks now. Saquon's going to be the focal point of this offense. This offense is going to run through 26. I said it a million times. You saw it yesterday. It ran through 26. Okay? You're going to see a lot of that this season. He's going to, he had 24 touches, um, 18 carries, six receptions. That, that's what they're going to do with Saquon. 
Saquon's going to be a factor in the red zone. You saw it yesterday. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen this year. Now, they hope to have Wandell and Tony. Wandell's, I don't know how serious his knee is. Tony, we don't know what the hell's going on yet. Galladay, two targets, two, two catches. The tight ends are not a factor except for the one. Um, so, just to sum it up quickly, Barkley obviously turned the game around. It was Saquon showing the second half. He got this team back in it, and he won it for them with the two-pointer. Okay, now we could go to... We could go to the tank commander now. Go ahead, Joe. You want to start off with the tank commander? Go yeah, ahead. the tank commander who, look, like we said, it was 13 nothing. I, You said 27. It felt like 60. It felt like we have no chance in this game. <laughs> right. But the, the defense held their own with, I mean, look, we know what the flaws are, right? Second corner, questionable middle linebackers, although Tay Crowder had a good game, except when you put out, he's having a good game, and then he, on that touchdown, it was like, oh, the timing of that tweet was funny. Um, well, the, the drill on, on, on Derek. We know the flaw. Anyway, we know the flaws of, of this defense and the fact that your two best pass rushers were out. Um, like, we weren't going against Patrick Mahomes, but I thought they held their own. I thought they did well. I mean, to hold Derek Henry to, what, 89 yards and three point whatever a carry? What an amazing job they did on him. That's an amazing job. Yeah. And, Okay. Thank God. Thank I thank God for this. Like this is what we were excited about. And and the effort was there. I was just I was so psyched that the defense kept them in it the entire game. Yeah. They held them the field goals in the first half where the game could have game could have got out of control. Right. Right. They got this look. Derrick Henry, I think, had one rush of seven plus yards or eight plus yes. yards. One. Yep. One. one. That's quite an accomplishment with him. Okay, so the reason why the Giants had a shot to win this game at the end is because they did an excellent job at Derrick Henry. They did not let Derrick Henry take over this game. Right. And there was a few times when Henry had that one 18-yard run, and then he had like a six. I said, oh, oh God, here we go, you know. But no, right. they know. Yep. They basically, when you hold Derrick Henry to 82 yards on 21 carries, yeah. that is holding him in check. Yeah, 82 yards. It was, I thought it was 89, even less. That, yep. that is holding him in check. Yep. So credit to Jihad. And, and folks, yeah. I'm going to say this again about Leo Williams. You know, I know I understand people, they automatically look at the stat sheet and they say, oh, you know, Leo Williams had three tackles. He, he had no impact. He, he, he did nothing. You know, but a lot of times you make an impact in the game by not being on a stat sheet. Right. Okay. Yep. And what Leo Williams and Dexter Lawrence did yesterday was taking on doubles. Okay? Tate Crowder was filling, even Calicho at time, filling those gaps. Jihad Ward. Mm-hmm. I, I, and you know what? The guy who I admitted, I walked up to him the other day in the locker room and said, yo, dude, I have to admit to you, I had you dead and buried this year, was O'Shane Zimenez. What was his reaction to that, Chris? I'm he laughed. Curious. He said, no, no, no. He goes, you know what? A lot of bad things last year. It was a bad year, but... I'm not, I never counted myself out, but okay. He had a strong preseason, and guess what? He played pretty well yesterday, brother. He did, he did. Okay, Jihad Ward played pretty well yesterday. They were getting hats on Henry. They were flying to him. They were getting to the, like they talked about all week. We got to get to the spot. Get to the spot. Well, they did that a lot with Henry yesterday. A lot of people forget, too, Derrick Henry could kill you in a pass game, too. Yeah. Didn't do that yesterday. Nothing. Zero. Okay? Yep. Now, what the Titans did do well, and this is an issue with the Giants' defense, their inside linebackers were exposed by Dontrell Hilliard. Big plays, two touchdowns, and another big play. Okay? Yep. Titans were very smart in using that. They also exposed Donnay Holmes with their rookie Phillips. You know, Holmes had a couple of key penalties. He got beat on that big play on the last drive that could have cost him the game. Yes. So these are things they got to get cleaned up, you know, um, this defense. But just to talk about the tank commander one second. Um, He played some man press yesterday. A lot of times he went man press with a door. He had off press with with, uh, Aaron Robinson. He played a lot. He played a lot of off man, you know, where, he, you know, Guys with five five yards, you know, not not up in the line of scrimmage. At times, he did have guys up in the line of scrimmage, so he mixed it up. Wink usually loves to play every damn 
every damn play with that man press, but he didn't yesterday. He mixed it up, but he did play. He did play man coverage. Yeah, and it's just two things I, I want to point out. And look, we talked about how Wink. You might love what he does, and then the next minute you might be like, Wink, what the hell did you do that for? So, but he's gonna go down, and he's gonna go down aggressive. This is Wink Martindale. We talked about it since last year when he was hired in January, I think. If they're going to go down with the ship, they're going to go down their way. And they almost did yesterday, right? Yeah. But that's Wink Martindale. Even on the last drive with Tannehill, they went after him. They went after him, Jerry. They, they sent five guys. They just weren't getting there. They were totally They weren't getting there. Yep. Okay? Now, yeah. Thibodeau and Aziz... Should improve that in the upcoming weeks. Right. But for yesterday, they just weren't beating their man. Or oh, the Titans were doing a good job picking up blitzes. They were communicating up well and the bottom line up front well. But the bottom line too is that hey, guys just weren't beating their guys one on one. Yeah. But Wink went after him that last drive. I even put it on Twitter. So Wink's going after him. Right. Right? Where Look, Patrick Graham, and I'm not saying Patrick's not a good defensive mind, but Patrick Graham probably would have played a lot of cover two that last drive. And guess, and I made a point to somebody last night, and I said, I, I we were texting back and forth, and I said, well, unfortunately, I, I hate to say this, but under Patrick Graham, instead of a 47 yard attempt, it might be a 37 yard attempt because you'd be giving up a little more yardage when they're playing that little cover two all the way down the field. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, Good Jerry? Point. Totally, totally. Um, so, Wink did it his way. He went after him. It didn't work out. Uh, he, you know, But he's going to play it his way. And Holmes gets beat. I get it. Um, by the kid Phillips. The nice throw by Tannehill. And, and it worked out for the Giants, but it could have been the other way. We understand. But this is the mentality, everybody. They're going to be aggressive, this coaching staff. Yep. And if they get burned by it, well, so be it. You might not agree with it, but I'm just telling you. That's going to be the – that's you saw it yesterday with Dable and you saw it with the tank commander, Wink Martindale. There it is. Right, it took one week, dude. One week. If anybody was doubting what you're going to see, the, you got your answer yesterday. Chris, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back after this, guys. Hang on. And we're back. And look, man, as a fan, I've said this before, I'd rather go – I'd rather, if you're going to lose, lose that way. Lose going after them. Don't change things up. I, it, it's beyond frustrating to watch a team nickel and dime you down the field to where, yeah. like you said, the, the, the field goal is going to be 37 yards instead of 47. But I will, I'll, I'll ask you this. Against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who last year the Patrick Graham defense was absolutely perfect, really the only reason we were even in that game, Monday Night Football, right. where I, I remember he was freaking out a bit and Judge said to him, like you, you told me this, Judge said, no, relax, he, he yes. can't help himself. Yes. Andy Reid can't help himself. Against a team like that, Chris, does Martindale change it, or does he adjust it all? Do you think, or no? You say, you know what? We're, we're you mean adjust as far as go like cover twos? Yes. I don't think he is. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Jerry, I literally saw a game last year against the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> which, by the way, kind of sealed his fate, from what I heard from Harbaugh. Okay, not from Harbaugh himself, but from what I heard from people. Sure. Yeah. You know. In around a few people that in the know around the league, put it that way. Yeah. Jerry, I saw Joe Burrow and Chase and T. Higgins and those guys last year destroy the Ravens secondary. Right. Who were, like I, I think I mentioned this before, they were they were down to the second and third corners. Yeah. And Wink kept attacking and playing man. Now I'm not saying that's the smartest move. I'm not saying I agree with that, dude. Right. Uh, to me, you there's certain times you got you know depending on your personnel you. You have to play certain coverages. That's me. Okay? That's yep. not Wink. <laughs> and Burrow threw for like 400-something yards, and they had five, almost 600 yards of offense on them. And people were like, what are you doing? So to answer your question, no. I do not see him going into this cover-two shell and all that stuff. That's okay. just not the tank commander. Yeah. And, I, I, again, I loved it yesterday. Loved it at the end of the game. We just weren't getting there. And it was more blitzing throughout the game, too. You could see it. They just weren't getting there fast enough. And I just thought, 
Yeah. Man, I'd love to have just one of those guys back. I'd love to have Thibodeau or, or Ojolari back just to see if they can get there and what this defense can well, really do. But I loved, I still liked it at the end. Stay, stay the course. Be aggressive. I just, like you said, is there's going to be a time where he does it and you're like, oh, my God, why, are we, why do we keep doing this? And it could have, like you said, me or you out there on uh, corner, and he's going to say, we're coming after you. So, Yeah, and, and, and to answer your question a little, a, little, a little bit more, Jerry, is that, you know, what do you think Tanks, what do you think Winks is going to do when he gets his two best pass rushes back, too? Forget about it. He's really going to be even more, because he's going to expect Thibodeau and Aziz to get there, or at least, at least get that heavy pressure, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, to get back to Leo Williams a little bit, Leo does so much stuff that's not on his stat sheet. But at the same time, I understand people's frustration. Is, well, he didn't much. Like, Leo's got to beat his man sometimes, too, to get to the quarterback. Leo's got to get his guy. He's got to beat his man, too. Yeah. You know, uh, he didn't yesterday. Dexter Lawrence had, like, six tackles. He was pretty active yeah. yesterday. I, I, you know, I, I've been calling him out saying I think Dex is going to have, like, a borderline Pro Bowl year. I really do. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty good game one yesterday. He actually had a nice hustle play at one time, chased the guy down. Um, you know, that's, that's Dex, you know. Couple other guys. I thought Nick Williams. You know, they played. Yes. They, they wrote. I thought Nick Williams did a lot of good things, and DJ Davidson in seven snaps had two, two run uh, uh, run stops. Yeah, you know, right? DJ right. Davidson is a kid to keep an eye on as we move along in that rotation. Look for him to get a little more increased snaps because he's a big, powerful dude, bro. In that middle, yeah, big, yeah. powerful kid. You know, yeah. Um. So, but look, they held. They held the Titans. At, uh, the three fifty nine offense in thirty one minutes, I believe, and the key obviously is they contained Derrick Henry. They did not let Derrick Henry blow this game up because when you play the Titans, that's that's your number one goal. You cannot let Derrick Henry blow you up, and that's what he does to most teams. And Chris, am I wrong when I say that Aaron Robinson didn't have a bad game yesterday? No, I thought he played not. okay. He played. He played fine. I mean, Darnay Holmes. Like I'm talking about stats, right? Like he had guys. He had 11 tackles, six solo. I mean, right there tells you that 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 the misleading stats sometimes. Uh, I thought Darnay Holmes was noticeably, you know, struggling, but I I thought Aaron Robinson held up okay in that one. Yeah, he played fine. Yeah, yeah, he 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 played fine. Robert Woods was no factor in the game. Right, you know, Traylon Burks had a few catches, yep. okay, but nobody, you know, nobody. They, they expose us. The, what the Titans did is they exposed the slot, slot, and they exposed the inside backers in coverage. Yes, and that was a very smart game plan by Mike Vrabel and, and, and their offensive coordinator. It was a great yeah. job. You know, they, they, you know, Tennessee also did some dumb things, and I thought I was watching the Jason Garrett offense when they did the end around to the tight end. Was it third and one or whatever yeah. it was? And I, yeah. I just thought, oh wow, that's. Thank you for that, because I think you give it to Derrick Henry there. It's a first down. Um, they did a couple strange things in that yeah, game. They hurt themselves. But, yeah. Yeah, but, hey, listen, that's, that's football. Look, that, we, that little We've been hurting ourselves for 10 years, dude. So Right, whatever. dude. We'll take it, right? We'll take it. Yeah, totally. You still got Hey, Jerry, even with that little you know, tight end jet, you still got to make the play, right? You still got to make right. the play. They did. Right. And, look, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, they really shot themselves in the foot, lining up Henry in a wildcat. And, well, not really, because that's, they do that all the time with Derrick Henry. Right. They, they'll line him up in that. They'll line him up in that wildcat. But right. it just so happened that Derek, you know Derek dropped. He dropped the snap. He should have. He should have caught that snap. It was a little. I know it was low, but he's got to catch that snap. So and, the Giants and, caught a break there. And the shooting yourselves in the foot. We had the pick. Uh, we had the botched snap. Um, and we also listen in the first half. I wasn't too happy that Dable didn't take a timeout with 50 seconds left after Barkley went up the middle and, and got the first down. I thought, come on, like we have to get back into this game. Like, like don't worry about. You know, again, 13 nothing against a superior opponent. Let's go for it a bit. Dable didn't, and we kind of ran out of time. And I, I just thought there was some weird clock management towards the end. So I'm just saying, there were the, the, the shooting yourselves in the foot happened on both sides. So I can, I can live with it. But it was very strange to see that tight end around. I, I thought, oh, okay, well, Jason Garrett, there you go. Um, yeah, um, look, it just didn't work. It didn't work out for them. You know, yeah. you, you kind of say to yourself, when you got Henry, why are you messing around with that? I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, but that was the key, dude. That was the key. You just cannot let Derrick Henry hit home runs on you, get twenty yard chunks and all that stuff. They didn't, except for the one play they didn't. And that's and that was a credit to the Giants' defense there. So, one other thing you said, uh, kind of a prediction or, or what to look for is um, Chris Kenny Galladay is really not part of this, is he? I mean, two catches, twenty two yards, mm-hmm. and it's just he, he, he doesn't fit what they're trying to do here. 
and we're stuck yeah. with this contract. It is what it is. We'll see if he can contribute down the road. But just yeah. watching yesterday, you're like, okay, this is this is the uh, the uh, the Saquon Barkley show. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's going to be you know, and you kind of you kind of hope now what it's going on, whatever's going on with Tony, that he gets much more involved next week. You know. Uh, yeah. And now, you know, Wandell is going to be a guy that they're going to be looking for to contribute. And now we don't know what's going to happen now with the knee. Yeah. Um, and Galdi, like you said, you know, and, I, and look, I know Sills had a nice preseason, but am I going to sit here and say, well, Sills, Sills is going to be heavily involved in his off? No. Uh, so it's going, to, it's going to be the Barkley show. We, we, we know that. And I think Dable and Kafka at points, of, you know, like you saw yesterday, he's going to be like, well, we're going to give it to Saquon. Go ahead and stop him. You know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and Sills had a lot of snaps yesterday, but nothing on the stat sheet. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, not many. Tar- no targets there. Galladay, two targets, like you said. Wanda had the one five yard, and then he got hurt on the play. And we all know we talked about Tony and Shep. Obviously, you know, did some uh, had some things, and the tight ends were not involved at all. You know, so. Well, yeah. that's what week to week goes. You know, you you just week to week game plans, and now you got Carolina next week, and we'll, we'll see what Dable and Kafka want to do. But one thing is not going to change that you're going to see a whole lot of 26, bro. So, you, yeah, um, that is not going to change. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> at times in the past, it's like, oh, you know, we got 26, but we're going to total ball. Now, you you know, Kafka's, even if he comes out throwing, let's write a little bit. And you like, you know, uh, that to me was part of the game plan to try to get them a little loose. I kind of anticipated that. You know, I said, well, I could see that happening. But then, Jerry, you know, it was like, OK, well. You know, we're giving it to 26, you know, right. and 26 right. got the ball and 26 did a lot of damage, man. Something else uh, we, we haven't covered yet, Chris, uh, special teams were um, mm. alarming yeah. yesterday, buddy. Yeah. I'm not talking about the botched snap. I mean, that was that yeah, that's one part thing, of it, too, man. Yeah, sure. Sure it is. But the, you know, the uh, coverage teams. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the Scottish Hammer kind of outkicking the coverage on that one, yeah. and they had a huge what was it a sixty six yard return? Yeah, set um, them up for a score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, we weren't worried about special teams. McGay he has it on lockdown usually, but uh, yesterday was was alarming. And they're not this team's not good enough to you know they won yesterday, but if that happens again, this team's not good enough to overcome that. I don't think. Right, that's gonna have to get cleaned up, dude. No question about yeah. it. Yeah, um, I think McGay he will. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it takes sometimes a few weeks, you know, they might have to make some adjustments on gunners, you know, and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, they did not have a good preseason. I, you know, kind of got into, you know, kind of throw that out preseason. But yeah. they did not have a good week one either. Sure. So <laughs> you remember what I said? Well, if this continues in a regular season, then it's, th- then it's time to start sounding the alarm a little bit. Well, right now, yeah. the one big play, you know, um, they, they they kind of tightened it up. They did get a muff punt recovery, which was good. Uh, but yeah, the bad but, snap yeah. is all part of it. You know, the bad snap is part of it. What was the uh, tweet you said? Oh yeah, I'm con- okay, guys. I'm concerned now, or something. That. Yeah, now maybe now it's time to be a little concerned because right. now it's regular season and they're still getting right. huge chunks on returns. Yeah. So we have to hope that gets cleaned up. I ex- and I and I expect McGay to get it cleaned up. I really do. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but we'll see. You know. Yeah. And then, um, dude, the. Uh... The offsides penalty, right, on the last kickoff. Like, the, come on. Give him five more yards? Yeah. That's bad. Come on. Can't happen. No. Can't happen. No. Could have Especially when you know that Graham Gano is going to launch it practically into the stands. Yeah. yeah That's so, inexcusable. Yeah. Yeah. Look, not a good day for McGay's crew. No, yeah. His unit. No question about it. Not a good yeah. day. That, that, that penalty is inexcusable, bro. Yeah. You know? Uh, and obviously the, the return and the, and a bad snap. So Casey Cried is usually very reliable. Yeah. Um, so that has to get cleaned up because, like you said, dude, this team isn't talented enough to be giving up huge special teams plays. You know? No, <laughs> so. no. All right, dude. So look, you never want to do this, right? You never want to get ahead of yourself. But we're buffoons, okay? We are buffoons, all of us. Next week you have Carolina at home. The following week, you are retiring legends, putting him in the ring of honor at halftime. And now you have Cooper Rush against, against your defense instead of Dak Prescott. And then you have Justin Fields in Chicago coming into town. Now, I'm not getting ahead of myself and saying anything stupid right now, but the enthusiasm among Giant fans has to be at the highest point it's been since 2016. 
because now you have a winning record for your home opener against a very beatable team, and we'll talk about it probably Friday. But, Chris, I'm looking ahead now. I can't help myself. I'm feeling pretty good, and I want to I I maintain some level of civility, but I'm feeling more excited than I've been since, you know, 2016, and actually before that, really. I mean, 2016 was a one-off, but very happy with today and, and what lies ahead, buddy. That's all. So what are you getting at? <laughs> what I'm getting at is Fall one off. game, which makes Fall you feel off. so damn good, dude. Oh, that's not, I mean, what you get. that's not what you were getting at, bro. No, but, but no, you're no, think, no. You're thinking 4-0. Well, I... I oh, since yeah, you opened but, the can, go ahead. But, but only because we won yesterday. If we lost, it was we could lose to any of these teams. But now I'm thinking, Chris, shouldn't we be 3-1 and one after four weeks now? <laughs> well, you know, let's let's see what happens Sunday. You know, it's, you know, you got to remember something, too. You know, there's, there's a lot of deficiencies on this team, and... Right. And it was great to win, but go out there and one one game at a time. You play a Carolina team. If you know if they go home and they, and they beat Carolina, you're looking at two and zero, and then you're looking at Cooper Rush, and you're looking at Chicago, and you're looking at Green Bay at a neutral site. I get it, but let's see what happens against Carolina Sunday. Right. Um, a team that's got a lot of talent, man. They got a lot of talent too. It's just so much more fun to do these podcasts after wins, Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's not. You know, I get it. You look at the schedule and you say, um. Man, we could be falling on. I know, I know a lot of people are doing it, but you know, me personally, let's let's see what goes on Sunday against Carolina, and you know, um, and take it from there, man, because yeah. uh, because everybody's feeling really good right now, and you and you know what, everybody's looking at this coaching staff right now, and, and no, and you know, hey, I think I think we got the right guy. I think it's going to be on the right track, right? And I don't think there's any question about that, dude. You doesn't, know, it no, feel prof- doesn't it feel professional again, Chris? Um, prof- yeah, you know. Uh, like you're watching an offense where you say, okay, that's a great call. I, when's the last time you could say that? Well, Jerry, I really look for, in the coaching staff, I look for adjustments. I look to see what they're doing during the course of a game. Right. And I have, right now, I have total confidence, right now, in Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, Wink, we know we're going to get. We know we're going to get. There's not going to be many adjustments with Wink. It's just going to be like, we're going after them. Yeah. We're going to blitz so, more. But, you know, I, I like a lot of stuff Mike Kafka did yesterday. And Dable, obviously, is a heavy influence in this. Um, and I thought Dable, for his first game, was pretty cool on that sideline. You know, I thought he was pretty cool on that sideline. Um, didn't overreact I'm not gonna to anything. Get, he didn't overreact. He wasn't yelling at refs. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into anything. that first half. Didn't use the timeout. I, I I was like, you know, okay, whatever. Um, but I like the way he kind of handled himself on the sideline. I have to admit, there was times that I, I've talked about this. The judge kind of looked like shell shocked at times in that sideline when he was there, you know. Um, but I like the way Dable looked, and you have to feel good about everything that's going on right now, Jerry. Even if he makes that field goal yesterday and they lose, yeah, I think this. It's still the feeling of okay, we got we. Uh, it was a heartbreaking loss, but we shouldn't have been in this game to hold. It. And we only, you know, I think the, I think the feeling still would have been like, you know what, we could win the next three. You know what right. I mean? It, and it was so. a, it would, it would have been a case of we're just over, we were overmatched against a better Tennessee team. That's what it. That's a, that's what I would have taken away. So, you know, um, it's it's enjoy it, everybody, and uh, we'll get back to work this week and playing against a Carolina team was. You know, he's got a big mouth quarterback who suffered a a terrible, you know, a heartbreaking loss. After after I had them declared dead, all of a sudden Mayfield brought them back, and then he loses on a fifty-eight yard field goal. Um, so um, and the stones of that guy to say to the media, "Well, you made this into the Super Bowl." No, dude, you did. You did, Baker. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Be a man. Come on. Yeah. Well, we all know Baker in his mouth. So. Um, hey, look. I'm sure Daniel's got it in the back of his mind too. Baker's comments from last year about, you know, why did I even draft that guy, you know, a yep. couple of years ago, whatever it was, when he said, why did I yeah. even draft that guy and, yeah. and all that. So um, they'll be ready. Get, they'll get back. Dave said, we'll enjoy it. We'll move on. Dave will be on with us later on this afternoon. Uh, I know they got in, they got in late last night. Uh, somebody uh, texted me that they were, in the, they were at the National Airport for a while because they were having problems with Newark. With the weather, so they oh, got out of there. Shocker! Yeah, I know. 
It could have been a beautiful night. He still would have problems. Could have landed. Could have been crystal clear. There'd be problems. Yeah, eighty degrees, seventy degrees, crystal clear. He still would have problems. Anyway, they, I know they win the app. I know they they got out of there delayed last night out of Nashville, yeah. uh, and they got into Newark pretty late. Um, so they will be on with us later. We'll get some small stuff and enjoy the win and move on to week two. Good stuff, buddy. All right, guys. We'll probably be back Friday um, for the the. Uh, the pregame for Carolina and we'll make our picks and take your questions as well. Expecting a lot of questions and a lot of happy questions this week. So good stuff. All right, guys, to order a subscription to the giant insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M A G Z T E R reminder. We print Sunday night. All right, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. everyone. Mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.